0: everyone new hope radio oh so glad to be with you we're in the christmas season it's here hope you're enjoying it hope you're getting ready for the greatest birthday party ever you know i was thinking about christmas and i was thinking about how there are two holidays that are celebrated all over the world in all different nations and languages and tribes and you know what they are christmas and easter those are the two Christmas and Easter. And I'm so glad because they both have to do with the Lord. <laughs> the Lord's got His days all over the world. People celebrate His birth and His resurrection. That's pretty cool. No other holiday. They don't celebrate July 4th, Labor Day, Thanksgiving. How oh, about Christmas and Easter? Oh, yeah, celebrate those all over the world. So we are in the Christmas season, and uh, last time we were together, we noted Christmas in the garden. And we saw the first Christmas card, written in Genesis 3.15. I will put enmity between you and the woman, talking to the serpent, between your seed and her seed. Oh, he's going to bruise you on the head. Boom! He can bruise him on the heel. He'll give him a little wound, but he's going to defeat you, devil. And that's what that first Christmas card was all about. And the the devil has been defeated, he's on borrowed time. Today we're going to look now at Christmas in Jericho. Wow, Christmas in Jericho. You remember that under Joshua, because Moses had now died. And the Jews, they're on their way to the land of promise, right? They had the big exodus out of Egypt. They're on their way. But they encountered an obstacle, a city, the city of Jericho. So Joshua, you know, he's the general. So he sent out a couple of spies to check out the city. See how fortified it was. So the spies, they went to Jericho and they resided that night in a house on the wall owned by, uh uh-oh, a lady of the night, a hollet. It's believed she was also an innkeeper. So she provided lodging and favors for travelers. You wonder why these two spies would find themselves in such company being men of God. Like, why would they go to a place like that? Well, a hollet's house, an inn, would not draw attention to the men. Because all kinds of men would frequent that place. So they would just maybe appear like anybody else, and they wouldn't draw any attention. But, you know, they did draw some attention. Just got the Facebook going. Janine is on board. Paula, handyman Pete from Alabama. Stephen, thank you, everybody. If I'm joining us. I've got some news coming up in the new year. We're going to be. Um, now, don't judge me. We're going to be moving from Facebook to YouTube in the new year. Okay? So get ready to get your YouTube accounts going. Because that's what we're going to be doing. We're having a lot of technical problems with Facebook. Kind of tired of it. So we're going to YouTube in the new year. We'll give you plenty of warning, okay? All right. Anyway, so. The spies reside in the Harlot's house, and the king of Jericho had heard that two men were spying on the city. Word gets around, doesn't it? So we sent for Rahab, and uh, here's what happened. We pick it up in Joshua chapter 2, verse 3. The king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house. Oh, we know they've come to search out the land. Funny how word get out. I don't know how they found out, but they did. But the woman had taken the two men and hid them and said, oh, yeah, the men came to me. I don't know where they were from. And she said to the king's soldiers, I don't know where they went, but if you go quickly, you can catch them. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. You don't know where they went, but if you go quickly, you can catch them. Like, go where? Well, where do we go? I don't know. Just go and go fast, and maybe you'll catch them. Actually, you know where the men were? (laughs) She hid them on the roof. What? Under the flax branches. They were hiding on a roof. Now, there's something going on here that's very out of the ordinary, I would say. Let's know Rahab's conversation with the spies, okay? And verse 8. Before they lay down, she came up to them on the roof, and she said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, and that the terror of you, oh, it's fallen on us, that all the inhabitants of the land, they've melted away before you. Now, how did she know this? How did she know that God was with these people. Word travels. She said in verse 10, this is so important now, don't miss this. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt. And we have heard what you did to the two kings of the Amorites. They were beyond the Jordan. To Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. See, word gets around. Oh, when we heard it, our hearts melted. No courage remained in any man because of you. And here it comes. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven. Heaven above and on earth beneath. Now, I want you to notice what happened to the people of Jericho because of what God did through His people. Here's what God did. He parted the Red Sea. And you know what? Word traveled. Wow. Wow. Word went all over the world what God had done for the Jews. They heard about the defeat of the Amorites. Their hearts melted. They're like, oh, here comes an army with a God that's so powerful. They destroy every enemy. Their courage fled. And they acknowledged that the Jewish God is the one true God. And here's the kicker. Yet they remained unresponsive, except Rahab, a sinner. All the people in Jericho heard about God, and yet only one person responded. Rahab. Isn't that something? I mean, you would think, instead of fortifying their city, they would open up their doors and let him in. I mean, after all, these people that were coming through, the Jews, they were in league with the one true God. So why would you want to stand up against them? They don't do that. They've already defeated all the other armies. Why not get on board with the one true God? How much like today is the very same scene? Isn't it? You think that goes on today? Here you are, right? People of God. And yet, many of those who know you, you know what they do? They fortify their resistance. They refuse to open up to you and what you have to say about Jesus. I bet we all know people like that. I have friends like that. I have friends that I grew up with that I love. And yet... They know where I stand with God, but they fortify their hearts against what I have to say. Just like the people in Jericho. Instead of getting on board, instead of saying, wow. And they know how my life has changed. Oh, yeah. Big time. My life has really changed. God saved it and changed it. I'm forever thankful. But people do that today. They fortify their hearts against the gospel. Why do they do that? I don't know. I have no idea. So Rahab, you know what she does with the spies? (laughs) I like her. She cuts a deal. Smart girl. She's a businesswoman, right? Although her business is not something, you know, you want to pass down to other generations. But she said, please swear to me, listen to this, by the Lord. Whoa. She's invoking the name of their God. Because they know they believe in their God. Swear to me by the Lord. And By the way, when she she didn't say by your Lord. She said, the Lord. I think she's coming around. I think she's getting on board. Further demonstration that she esteemed the God of Israel. She did. She figured if they swore by their God, she was sure that they would keep their word. Because they were serious about their God, right? Chuck's checking in from sunny Florida. Hi, Chuck. Sunny Florida. We're up here in snowy New England. And down there in sunny Florida. We got the sun too. It's just in the 30s. So anyway, she believed that they believed in their God. And that they would keep their word. Remember the Ten Commandments? Commandment number four. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. What does that mean? I would say it means, man, you better be serious about your faith. You want to claim God? You better be serious. go playing around. don't use it to your advantage. Have a serious walk with the Lord. Don't take it in vain. don't don't make it, you know, of no value, empty. Make it real. So she believed that the spies' relationship with God was real. And she could trust them if they swore by the name of the Lord. In verse 12, she said, Since I have dealt kindly with you, that you also will deal kindly with my father's household, and give me a pledge of truth. And here it comes. Here's what I want you guys to do. Spare my father and my mother and my brothers and my sisters and all who belong to them and deliver our lives from death. Rahab knows these guys are coming through. They're going to come through. They're going to demolish everything. She knows it. You know why she knows that? Because God is with them. And she believes it. She believes God is with them And therefore, they can't be stopped. You know, if God is with you, you can't be stopped. Because God is God. So the men, they agreed, as long as she kept their visit a secret. And didn't tell the soldiers. Said, okay, we'll keep our part, but you got to keep your part. Don't rat us out to those soldiers. Okay. And then, she let them down by a rope through the window. For her house is on the city wall. So that she had a beautiful view. (laughs) She had a beautiful view of the plain, didn't she? Living on the wall. So she let him down out the window with a rope. And the men said to her, We shall be free from this oath to you, which you have made us swear. Here comes Christmas. Unless, when we come into the land, you tie this cord of scarlet thread which really is a cloth made of scarlet thread, a piece of fabric. You tie this in the window through which you let us down, and then gather yourself into the house with your father and mother and brothers and sisters and all your father's households. So he said, you got to get them all together if you want them to be spared. Paula said, God's people should always... Be people of the word. It's true, Paula. It's true. You know, even in business, sometimes Christian businessmen, they put the business above their own character. No good. Don't do that. Your character is the most important thing. Keep your character above your business. Okay? So, she said, they said, tie this red fabric in the window that you let us down. So they agreed, and the men scurried back to Joshua. And guess what happened? In the next chapter, Joshua chapter 6, Joshua attacked the city. And you know what else they did? They destroyed the city. And everyone in it. Wow. Man, I'll tell you what, they had some brutal warfare in those days. And Joshua commanded the two spies to go and rescue Rahab and her family. That was great. See, they told Joshua, the general, he said, okay, men, you gave your word, we're going to do it. Go rescue those people. So the young men who were spies, they went in, and they brought out Rahab and her father and mother and her all her brothers and sisters and all their relatives. That little apartment, however big it was, was wall-to-wall people. They were all huddled in there shoulder-to-shoulder. And the spies went in, brought them all out, And they brought him to the camp of Israel. And once they were outside of the city and they were safe, the Jewish soldiers, they burned the city with fire. And all that was in it. Wow. Only the silver and gold, articles of bronze and iron, they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. So they burned everything, but some of the valuable metals they took back. Some of them they could use later. However, verse 25, Rahab the harlot and her father's household, and all she had, Joshua spared. See, God's people always keep their word. Are you God's people? You keep your word. You should. If not, you take the name of the Lord, your God, in vain you don't want to do that keep your word that's what the spies did so they were all safe Rahab the holler and her father's household and all she had was spared and you know what it says now she has lived in the midst of Israel to this day not not today that means to the day of the writing of this story not today (laughs) No. So they lived in peace. Wow. With the people of God. How cool is that? For she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. So we look at this lady, Joshua. I'm Joshua. Rahab. Joshua was a man. We look at Rahab. She was a gutsy woman. Think about what she did. She risks her own life. To save the lives of the spies. She put her life on the line. She put her life on the line. Here it comes for the people of God. For truth. She was willing to live and die for truth. Wow. We need people like that, don't we? We have them. We have people like that. And we need more. People that are willing to live and die for the truth. She risked her own life. To save the spies. Oh, it was risky business to side with the strangers. But see, their testimony was enough to convince her. Wait a minute. Maybe I don't know these guys that much, but I sure know their God. Oh, their God? Powerful. He can do anything. And he works on behalf of his people. Wow. I wonder if she thought... If I become a people of God, maybe he'll work on behalf of me. Isn't that the gospel? Isn't that, come on, join God. Let him work on behalf of you. So it was risky business to side with the strangers. What if she got caught? She'd be executed. She would have been killed. They might lose the battle. What if the Israelites lost the battle? Wow. What if they didn't keep their word? I mean, she was full of hope. You know, what, what if the spies lied to her? She was banking on the fact that, no, they're men of God. They're not going to lie to me. But she didn't know. And what if Jericho fought fiercely and won? Then she would have been in trouble, too. But Rahab had a sense that the God that they worshipped, had a direct effect on the way they lived. I love that. The God they worshipped had a direct effect on the way they lived. See, she had that sense that these were really people of God. People of God are impacted by God. People of God receive their directives from God. So you see what's going on here. Paula said, and in the process, she saved not only the lives of the spies, but the lives of her whole family. And Jenny said, amen. (laughs) There's the punctuation. Boom. Amen. But you see, what Rahab saw in the spies is what people see in us. They need to see in us the reflection of God. That's what they need to see. And you know, Rahab, she had a kind of a spotty beginning. But you know, she's in God's hall of faith of the faithful in Hebrews 11. She was kind of sketchy when we meet her. I think that's a good word, huh? Sketchy. Sketchy character. But when we get to Hebrews 11, she's like a hero of the faith. And what a beautiful picture of the sinner coming to Christ. The sinner coming to Christ. When you read the Rahab story, you realize that God's arms are open and they're full of forgiveness. God is a forgiving God. Don't ever let your sin stop you from coming to God. Rather, let your sin bring you to God. God, I need forgiveness. God, I trust you. Here I am. That's what Rahab did. She said, okay, I'm going to trust the spies. I'm going to trust them that what they say is true. It's going to happen. And you know, we come to God and we trust God. We trust Him and we believe that we're forgiven and that we have eternal life and God you know what he does he begins to change us oh and we change we change for the better and some of you know what I'm talking about you when you've gone through some real nice changes maybe where you were had low self-esteem you feel more confident maybe you had a temper tantrum maybe you've got more patience maybe where you where you were more self-centered you find yourself more people-oriented more selfish, more generous. I mean, God, he works out the kinks and he makes us better people when you give your life to him, when you walk with him. So she really sensed that, that these guys, man, they're really from God. I can tell. I hope people can tell that about us, that we're from God. She could tell by the way they lived. So like I said, Rahab, is in Hebrews 11. She's listed with all these faithful believers. And you know what else? (laughs) Jesus is in her lineage. In the family tree of Jesus is Rahab. What? Not Queen Elizabeth. Not King Henry. Rahab the harlot. Wow. Why? To show what God can do. That's why Rahab understood the significance of Christmas before there ever was Christmas. Isn't that what Christmas is all about? And by the way, that scarlet thread that saved her, that scarlet fabric that she hid, that she hung in the window so she could be recognized by the spies to to save them. You know what our scarlet fabric is today? And we see it at Christmas. What a reminder. And I'll bet you have one. The red bow. You got the red bow hanging somewhere? That red bow is your scarlet fabric. And, and God sees that. And he saves you. Not because he sees the bow, but what it signifies is the blood of Christ. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. See, when God sees the blood, like he did in the Old Testament in Egypt, he passed over, right? The angel of death passed over the house where he saw the blood. And when we receive Christ as Savior, we come under the blood of Christ. And God's judgment passes over us. And it goes on His Son. And we are judgment-free. So every time you look at the red bow at Christmas... Be reminded, hey, that's like the fabric in the window. That's the means of salvation. That's a symbol of the blood of Christ. That brought forgiveness and salvation. Like Paula said, thank you, Lord, for the gift of forgiveness. Oh, it's the greatest gift. See, with forgiveness, you can live. Without forgiveness, you know, it's hard to live. Life is heavy heavy burdens weigh you down forgiveness is freeing it's true with people isn't it and it's even more true with God when you know that you're forgiven by God you're free Jesus said it was for freedom that I've set you free Right. and then if you continue in his word you'll know the truth and you'll be free indeed freedom Rahab found a new freedom with the Israelites. And we find a new freedom in the Lord Jesus with God. And we enjoy living with the people of God, don't we? Just like like Rahab did. She moved in with the people of God. And we do that. We move in with the people of God. We have wonderful fellowship and communion with one another. I hope this was encouraging for you today. I want to remind you about our Christmas services. Christmas Eve, 7 o'clock, right here at New Hope in Swansea. And Christmas morning at 10 a.m., two services. Because we love Christmas, and we have great people here that love Christmas too. Can't get to church? You can watch us online, Christmas Eve, 7 o'clock, newhopecc.tv. Click Facebook or YouTube. And then Christmas morning, it'll be there. You can archive it, watch it at your own convenience. All right. Thank you for coming along today. We'll be back with another Christmas message tomorrow. So have a great day.